again for another episode of Questions in Cars. I am Hunter Cerny, and I'm with my friend Jonathan Sanders, and we have a special guest today. Hey, Jonathan. Hey. Why don't you introduce our special guest? Our special guest is my girlfriend, Anna. She's right here. Hey, Anna. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you feeling? I've been sick lately, so. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the mend. Hopefully, a nice little uh, relaxing podcast will do the trick. Yeah. All right, so... We're going to have to do this in a circle because if everyone asks the other person a question, it would take kind of a long time. So I have a question for Anna to kick things off. And something uh, that Anna introduced me to that I hadn't heard anything about and before meeting Anna, and it's just like a really interesting thing that I wish I knew more about, is uh, essential oils. And so my question for Anna this week is could you just fill me in on like the history of essential oils, where they came from, and what makes what what made them what they are today as like a a product that you can buy pretty easily. Okay, that's that's a good question. Um so the history actually goes back really far and the first recorded use of essential oils was the Egyptians. And so um there's not really much to say about it that far back but so but yeah it, it I mean what I've researched because we're in America is uh the western use of essential oils so I don't know a lot about eastern use which would be like China and India okay. I'm sure that they have their own history but in the west the Egyptians kind of kicked it off and then uh Greece started using essential oils after them, and then Rome kind of adopted it into their society, yeah. and it just kind of traveled through uh, as traveled through conquest, basically, until modern times, where it kind of died out for a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, traditionally, they used it for medicinal purposes, for um, like hygiene, for food preparation, and then, as I said, it kind of died out. And in the, I forget which year it was, but this um, French chemist rediscovered essential oils, basically, because he burned his hand really bad, and he used, Uh, like, pure lavender oil, and it healed his hand. And so then he started getting into essential oils and experimenting, and it actually was super popular in World War II because they would use it to heal the soldiers. Just kind of, like... Was it, like, an accident almost that he... Like, he didn't realize, like, how good it would be. Yeah, until. I don't think... He just did, just put it on there, not really expecting... That's great. So that was, like, turn of the, like, 20th century, yeah. kind of? Yeah. Yep. And so since then, it's just kind of been growing in popularity because it works. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I use essential oils. Yeah. And they're, they've really... I mean, I know we started off the podcast saying I've been sick recently, but... Yeah. <laughs> I have kind of a weak immune system, and I tend to get sick a lot. But since using essential oils, I get sick a lot less. Mm-hmm. And it just makes a big difference. And you can use them a lot of different ways, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You can... I Sometimes I cook with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do aroma... Aromatherapy, actually, I thought it was kind of a hoax. Because it doesn't really make sense to me how you can smell something and that can change something in your body but it actually makes a lot of sense because 
the smell of the oil is actually the oil itself. And so when you breathe it in, it goes in through your the blood vessels, or I guess bloodstream in your lungs, mm -hmm. which transports it to your whole body. So yeah. it's actually real. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of amazing. The same way like oxygen moves through. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, I uh, our dog Francis, I know that a lot of times she can get into like a little wild streak and if you put lavender essential oil on her, it like calms her down like yeah really weird but yeah, yeah it's just an amazing thing and it smells great and tastes great too it's true well, and it's great for you yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> just a little sales pitch there for essential oils and it tastes good too just facts yeah. <laughs> you know you can't fight the facts <laughs> the end sounded like a sales pitch that's what i was saying yeah it smells good tastes good and it's good for you too it's just the facts <laughs> it is and that's just laying it down for you, cold and hard. <laughs> All right, who is up next? I'm trying to think. Is it Anna? I do you have a question I for? Yeah. Ask Jonathan. Okay. Okay. Here's my question for you, Jonathan Sanders. <laughs> that was Cam Jonathan. Camomile. I, I prefer if you wouldn't speak <laughs> in your cat voice. <laughs> trying to Sorry, I'll serious. switch back. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's better. <laughs> I didn't understand that. That All was right. not okay. So this is kind of an either. Or question and you so I'll give you two options and you choose an option and then <clears> tell <throat> us why you would choose that are these this options is, through different doors no this is just hypothetically <laughs> if you had to choose between these two options which would you choose and why okay option number one is a small kind of eh house but it's settled in this expansive property that's, you know, like in the woods. It's got great, like a stream in the woods, but it's also kind of close to the coast, mm -hmm. so you can make it to the beach. Oh. Whoa. So that's option number one. Just What what ocean? Does it matter? Uh, Is it surfable waves? Any ocean of your choice. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Okay, and option, oh. option number two... <laughs> I had to raise the stakes there for me. I'd, I'd, I'd answer chosen already before we started talking, but that, man, that changes things. <laughs> okay, option number two is a really nice, big, state-of-the-art, like, smart home with all of the modern conveniences, such as <laughs> light switches on your phone and... Is this, I mean, I don't is this know. house off the grid? Is it like a smart home in that like it produces its own energy? Because I have I know someone that has one of those in New Zealand, and it's incredible. Sure. So this, oh my goodness, it's just, the mean, works it, like the yeah. So like any technology you want, as oh. big as you can think with this house. But where is that? House? The catch is that it's on just like this concrete slab. You've got just no land. No, no, no nature around. It's just no city. Yeah, city. You're in the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, man. a less appealing city. You're in like, like Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that. Okay, that, so those are your options. That's the first hypothetical question that we've ever had on here, and yeah. I'm a big fan of that. All right. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. See, that kind of tugs at like both sides of things that I'm really interested in. One being, like, technology and, like, new things and, like, innovation. But then the other, like, I really enjoy being outside and, like, surfing and, like, riding my longboard and, like, 
I don't know. You gotta choose. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. Out. I what think I'm gonna have to work out. through this and like rationalize which decision because right. there's no way for me to jump ease like in. Okay, so when you you can bounce your ideas. <laughs> when you ask me, man, us. you're he. You got right into his mind. That when was you asked me the question initially, <laughs> I didn't expect that it was like. Like, I was thinking. I in my mind when you asked me the question initially, I imagined like just like a, a like a country home, like just in a field somewhere with a lot of land. No. But this is like right next to like the a stream, land. like a stream like woods that I can that you can explore. In. Yeah, and and like I can drive to like the beach, or a like. You could probably hike to the beach. Yeah. Plot twist, Anna is Jonathan's girlfriend, so she kind of knows what makes Jonathan tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Pitted him against himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so you think out loud here. Uh, yeah, I'm trying yeah, put to. put us through the process. <clears throat> my, see, my, my, my thought process I was just working through was like, well, I've kind of already made a decision. In my life, I would like to live on the coast somewhere, mm-hmm. but... I've ruled out being able to afford, like, a very, like, smart, like, a smart home with, like, all the works, and, like, um, I've almost, like, ruled that out as an option, but if I had the option to have either right. of these things... I mean, money is no object here. Money is no object. So if money is no object, I can build myself a nice house on the beach. No, you've got to keep, keep the original <laughs> building Okay, okay. I think at the end of the day... Oh my gosh. Nature or I, technology. Yeah, nature or technology. And those are two things that I I really enjoy. Um gotta pick one. Which which one had you decided previously? Previously I had decided that it would be the house with the the technology. Okay. Because I really, really enjoy technology. I like to be on like the like the first receiving part of like new technology, um, like I like to stay up to date with like what comes out, like new, like I got really excited when Tesla unveiled their brand new car, like this super full affordable and like drives itself. Yeah, the crazy stuff like that, and but at the same time, like I've got this internship down at the beach, and I'm just really excited about like being able to, you know, rent a kayak and ride up and down the. Or right up and the down sound. the sound, or you know, I can be able to surf at any time I want. <clears throat> this is a very, very difficult question. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make it so hard. It's I mean, okay. Not, it yeah. makes me think. I. That's what the show's for. I think. At the end of the day, I would be more happy if I were like outside and like doing things. I mean, for all of human con- and human history, Man. we've been outside. Up until, like, the last, like, you know, thousand years or so. And that may be horribly off, but... Um, but, I mean... <laughs> to like, analyze that statement. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think we feed from nature, and the sun provides us um, lots of amounts of energy, and, like, it's just, it's just a lot better for... Her. And I would... I have a feeling that if I did... And I'm kind of guilty of this already... Of, like, just staying in and just playing video games for, like, hours. <laughs> and, like, not go- seeing the, like, the light of day for an entire day. And I feel like if I lived in a technologically, like, futuristic house, like, I would never want to leave. Like, I would always, like, 
I, I, or just mess with things and like, good, like, just all the all the stuff that's in the house itself. Like, I would never want to leave. Everything would be right there. But with the. With with like nature, like nothing changes, and I mean, to a small extent, nothing changes. I mean, with technology, you have to you have to make it an effort to keep up with what's happening. And I do feel like at a certain point, the technology that's in that house will not be cutting edge anymore. Oh, that's true. But it's a good way to answer that. Nature doesn't really change, um, and as long as I don't change and that that I enjoy those things outside, which I don't think is something that would would change. I think I would rather live on the amount of land with just a normal house. So you're choosing hippie over hip and with it. Hmm. I guess you could say that. Wouldn't well, necessarily say I'm a hippie, but I, would, I do enjoy being outside. And... <laughs> okay. Is it melanin or melatonin? Which what's the what's the <laughs> what in what context? Uh, where is that coming from? Disregard that statement. <laughs> the fact both, that like you those are get both things. The, you get like you <laughs> no, you absorb energy from the sun. Like, yeah. Like. Well, I mean. Melanin is the pigment in your skin. Yeah. Okay. Make me feel dumb. I used the wrong words. Um, <laughs> Melatonin makes you sleepy. But what does this yeah. have to do with? That was that wasn't anything. I just okay. chose, just a fun I just fact. Chose the wrong words. Yeah. Okay. Was fun fact for you there. So yeah, save I those think, for personal digressions. Yeah, I think at the on. end of the day, <laughs> no fun facts. I would enjoy having the outside world house. All right. Good choice. All right. You have a question for Hunter. I do. Um, Hunter, I was wondering what you thought about, um, this thought, and I'll, I'll preface this afterwards. What do you think about, okay, sorry. How do you think communities... You can't really preface it afterwards, can you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can <laughs> a little kidding. bit. Um, how do you, how can communities all gather around one, like, central, um, <clears throat> like... Okay, I'll use an example, because I don't know if I can be able to put that into words. How, organi- like, cities such as Durham, North Carolina, where Duke is a, is a university, the entire city almost shuts down for when they have rival games against UNC. Yeah. Or, like, in, when the Chicago Cubs play the White Sox, I know that that's a pretty big deal. Like, the whole community all bands together around this one idea. How do you think, and a lot of times, I do see, I, I see that in professional sports. Or organized sports. How do you think cities such as Lynchburg, um, for example, or like for where I'm, where I'm from, Danville, how do you, th- is there something that translates into that as far as community and like banding around an idea for places that don't have like an organized sport organization or do you think that there is something there or also how... Like what holds the community together? Yeah. And how do you... Oh. <clears throat> Specifically in regards to sports, <clears throat> would you think that the people that do live in those places that don't have professional sports, do they automatically resort to bandwagoning, or is it they don't have a choice? Oh. Are you... Okay. Is this about sports, or is this about like what holds a community it would, together? It would probably be sports. Okay. I, I do think that a lot of times it is... Made a false translation. For, for cities, it, it is... A lot of times, sports that, that kind of hold the community. So you're together. saying, like, if someone living in a place that way out in the boondocks, can they, uh, like, support a team and not like bandwagon, because that team is playing for a specific, like, region? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, that's a good question. Uh, I'll just... Because mm. definitely, at the end of the day, like, the Blackhawks bring the Stanley Cup to Chicago. Like, there's no... Yeah, that's true. That, that's their city. That's who they're playing for. And you can, like... You can... Someone living in Lynchburg can root for the Blackhawks, but it is it is by no means the same thing as someone living in Chicago rooting for the Blackhawks because, like, that's your team. Like, they're playing for you. Blackhawks yeah. aren't playing for the people out in Lynchburg. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, especially... The thing that frustrates me the most is when I see people jump onto teams that they are so... Because I think sports at the end of the day are regional. Like, there's no way to get around that. That's yeah. just how it is. Uh, they are associated to cities. and Or, like, you know, like, there's Carolina Panthers are for the Carolinas or New England is for New England. But I don't like it when people like a team... Because they're doing well, and I, yeah. especially because I'm a Bears fan, and this is going to be a little bit, um, this is just my Chicago blood coming out, but I think a lot of people like the Packers right now because they're doing really well, and so a lot of people that don't like know anything about the rivalry between the Packers and the Bears, like, jump on the Packers bandwagon because, like, they're a great team to watch, and they're fun, but then they, like, turn around, they, like, feel like they're a part of, like, the animosity between the Packers and the Bears, when they have nothing to do with that. Like, it's there's a difference right there between someone that is, like, looking at a team and, like, enjoying them and appreciating them and then acting like they're a part of, like, the regional sports. Like, you're yeah. not, like, you you can do that, but you're not going to appreciate the team on the same level, if that makes sense, because you're just not quite there. And that, that sucks for people, but, that, I mean, that's why people want professional teams to be in their cities is for that reason. Yeah. That's why LA was super excited about the Rams moving back and all that. It's because they want to have their football team back. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. So I guess um, after the fact, do you, outside of sports, do you think that there is a, for other cities that don't have an organized sport, like regional kind of thing, do you think that there is something that a community can all, like, band together around? I think that's something that is so great about college sports. Um... I think college sports, there's there's so many college teams and, like, different communities that don't have another sports team can really get behind that. Yeah. But other things that unite a community, I, I mean, this might be kind of a stupid and really general answer, but, like, culture. Like, I feel like every city has its own culture, and you can, like, get an identity living in Lynchburg and feeling as a Lynchburgian. Even, like, I'm from Illinois, and, like, I'll never feel like I am, like, a Lynchburgian, but, like, I feel the culture here, and... It's really unique, and I, after living here, you can sense it. Lynchburg is one of those places that has probably one of the greatest variety in the way people view the world. Um, during the presidential race between Romney and Obama, I remember reading a Reuters article that specifically talked about Lynchburg and how there's so many liberals here, staunch liberals and staunch conservatives living in one place, and it's like just a melting pot for ideas. And that's something that's really unique about this place. So, it, other than a sports team, there are a lot of different ways that a community can find culture and unity. Food. Yeah. Food unifies. Food. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> Can't get upset Everybody about food. Everybody likes to eat. <clears throat> All right. Are anorexic. Oh, that's dark. Let's Anyways, let's move on it. to personal digressions. Um, Anna, how about you kick us off again? All right. Uh. My personal digression is that 
cats are way more finicky than you might expect. I recently found out that it's healthier for cats to eat wet food as opposed to dry food, oh, so like canned food. Yeah. And so, um, in fact, one article said that the cheapest, you know, least quality canned wet cat food is better quality than the most expensive, That's most, so weird. you know, yeah. premium dry cat food. And so I decided to make the switch for my cat and did a lot of pricing, a lot of, I mean, well, basically just pricing. <laughs> and came home with Costume. seven days of food for my cat yeah. and opened it up, got her a new nice bowl, put it all in there. Uh, and she she walks up like happy, like, oh, it's time to eat. Yeah. She sniffs the bowl and then walks away. <laughs> and she hasn't eaten it. It's been almost 24 hours now. Oh, my goodness. She's got to. She's got to break. That's what I said. So She's got to eat it at some point. Yeah. Either have to upgrade or Man. go back to dry food. I wish we had hit more on that food trend. Like, when you're talking about <laughs> we could bring it, really we could have segued that nicely. nailed that transition, but... <laughs> Wet, wet canned cat food does yeah. not unite all people because it's driven a wedge between my cat and I. It's tough to preface things after the fact. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a personal digression also this week, and I actually had two, and I, I had a hard time choosing between which one, but I think what I settled <laughs> on is about the artificial banana flavor and just something kind of interesting about that. When you have, like, an artificial, like, a, a banana runt or, like, a banana pudding or stuff like that, it doesn't taste like a banana, actually, at all. And the reason for that <laughs> is because when artificial banana flavors were, like, first entering the market, we actually had an entirely different banana that was what people were consuming. And it was way sweeter and more of, what? like, a fruity flavor. And that's it's based on that. And then that banana died out because, well... Bananas are dying out, folks, and that whole species died out. That's so and uh, so, yeah, we lost our. I forget what it was, what the actual type of banana was called, but you can look it up. And it, it was like mm-hmm. a that way sweeter flavor. And then we switched over to the banana that we use today, which is uh, I think it is even that banana had a few more seeds, but now we have an entirely seedless banana. And you can it is just totally from the same tree. They have to like keep cutting off a branch and replanting it because there are no seeds in this banana that we eat now. And so all the bananas are from the same tree, technically, and now a virus is hitting this banana tree, and it has no ability to defend itself. So we may be out of bananas in less than a decade. That's really sad. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. That was very interesting. So that's kind of like, I guess, double, but I just, the main thing that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't heard before was the whole artificial banana flavor, because my girlfriend really, really despises artificial banana flavor, and I was like, I'm a big fan, but it does taste way different than actual bananas, and there's a reason for it. I wonder if that's the case with artificial watermelon, because I really like... Could be. Artificial watermelon more than actual watermelon. Fruits fruits have changed over the years, and I don't know about those, but... That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, I've got two tiny personal guide digressions. Um, two being that they are both not very detailed, but they're both things that I, I learned this week that I was very, very interested in. Um, one being um, my uh, one of my retail um, classes that I'm taking here at Liberty. Um, we did a report on, well, I actually specifically did a report on consumer-like behaviors and more like how um, the managers of stores, dis- how they display product 
in um, in a way that meets with that like aligns with consumer habits. Um, like I remember specifically like reading that consumers when they walk into a store or people at the end of the day we're people, not consumers. <laughs> Um, when we? people walk into a store, they tend to look to the right at first. Like the, that's the first thing that they see. Ah, and there's yeah. like different. There's like diff- even down to like different zones of like which, mm. of like mentally for a person. Like there's a decompression zone. Like after you walk in, you're like taking everything in, and a decompression zone where you're like, okay, I need to decide where I need to go in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like there's even there's a bunch of studies that that tri- that uh, they put like trackers on the bottom of carts. And like tracked like the yeah. like a trend of where people take, and like there's a specific like uh, trend of people who go around go to the they start to go to the middle but cut all the way to the right end of the store and work its way around the back to the back store after coming right oh, and yeah. weaving in enter like changeably through the. I animals. definitely do that. Yeah, like I, do. I don't even think about it, but yeah. especially w- checking out the right because I feel like most stores open up to the produce to the right when you walk in, mm-hmm. and so that's just where you naturally go to. Yeah, and most most stores, grocery stores at least have like like flowers as soon as you walk in, like mm-hmm. produce, mm-hmm. like bright colors, like the bakery as well, like stuff that you can smell. That like is appealing at the at the front. Also, I found out that the those same markets put, um, they like specifically know where on the aisle like are they should put the goods. Like the more expensive ones are like right at face level. Like so they're only ones you see. Yeah. Like if you notice, if you go to any any retail any store now that you know this and look at the top aisle to the uh, the far left of the aisle or. <laughs> The bottom aisle, far left. It's always the cheapest product. Yeah, you shared this fact with me when we were cat food shopping. Oh, it was, it was true. The cat food I bought was at the bottom, all the way to the left. And it was. It's very true. I should have known then. That's yeah. Great. So the second digression is also um, that there is. A re- I was reading um, about this the other day in one of the one of the articles that came out. There is a um, scientists of NASA has found evidence of there's a one of Saturn's mini moons. Um, there's one of the... Mini moon pies? No. Oh. Just regular sized moon pies. Um, one of Saturn's moons has volcanoes that shoot ice. They're just giant plumes that shoot ice into the atmosphere. How does that happen? There's a, uh, just like pressure underneath of the, under the, um, under the planet. The entire, uh, the entire planet, or moon rather, is, is similar to a comet in that it's like ice and like rock. And then there's a core of rock. But at the bottom, they did, like, kind of like a sonar kind of thing. And they found that there's, like, this giant lake underneath of the underneath of the ice. Because they found, like, this weird, Liquid like... Liquid water? Yeah. Like, this compression, or, like, depression of, like... They, they definitely found that there's something, like, there that's not rock, that's not ice. And they found, they decided, they, like, found that it's, it's just a body of water... And that kind of like feeds what shoots the ice volcanoes, and um, it's part of what makes up Saturn's Saturn's many rings. Is the stuff that that thing shoots out into the uh, into this Universe. into the space. Into, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of space in space. There is anything we know about space. Some jam too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that a lot, man. MJ. Just there's just a limitless possibilities out there, like literally. Think about how crazy big it is. There there could be anything. No man's sky. No man's sky. There's a plug for you. Um, Anna, do you have a song for us this week? Yeah, I have a song to share with you. 
It's called 1914 by the band Florist. Cool. And this song is on their latest album, but when I first heard it, it was just on Bandcamp when they, they released like a song a day for six days or something like that. And I actually prefer that version of the song better. It's the same song, just a different recording. And so, yeah, that's my song for you today. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, everyone, for coming on, and you guys have a good week. We'll see ya. Bye. Grab me by my shoulder blades and hang me out to dry. I'm a mess, and I need someone to help me out with that. Eyes just like a skyline, even when they're wet And the window is foggy and the window has a tint A bed of flowers, stacks of wood and a note A farewell letter from a hundred years ago Ooh.